Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, I was just going to say that, um, talk about the changes made for this week. No, I can't remember what I was going to say. No, I, <laughs> I knew that bit was going to be incisive. That is podcast gold. Hello and welcome to The Ruck. It is five days since the Lions lost the first test in Auckland. It is two days until the second test here in Wellington. It is also two days since New Zealand won the uh, America's Cup. So this podcast, The Ruck, is, has a special dedication to any team in world sport who has beaten New Zealand. At this rate, Michael Venus, who is presumably ranked about 300 in world tennis, will win Wimbledon. And we are now looking to the chances of the Lions winning the second test here in Wellington. How are we feeling, boys? I'll now introduce this magnificent cast of characters, Steve Jones, uh, Peter O'Reilly and Alex Lowe. Welcome, boys. Uh, just a quick, are we positive? You know, I'm just walking down to, to the science studio. Uh, and I, I, passed, <laughs> I passed by uh, room 1606 and I heard the strains of Saspan Vach. Is that, is that pronounced correctly, Steve? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Yeah, thank you. Uh, obviously, we're, we're talking about five o'clock in the evening here, isn't it? Or six o'clock in the evening and Saspan Vach was uh, ringing out and that sort of lifted the spirits because uh, I think that the lions are in need a bit of a lift, aren't they? Do you know what Saspan means in English? I, does it mean saucepan? Yes. Oh. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realise you knew some Welsh. Okay. No, that was good. By the way, Stotty, that intro you did, that was much better than the last six that you aborted. Honestly, very good. Well, it's an exciting moment for our, um, an exciting podcast for our listeners because we've got some very special new technology on which to yeah. record it. We've got new equipment. Yeah, apparently the, um, the last podcast sound as if we were recording from a windy field. <laughs> Don't tell them that, it spoils the magic. So here in our Wellington <laughs> studios, <laughs> the, the magic continues. Uh, Alex, you've um, been to uh, two press conferences today, you've seen Steve Hansen discussing his team and Warren Gatlin discussing his team. Do you, uh, do you remain convinced that the Lions are going to draw level the series at one all on Saturday? No, I've never been convinced that we got In fact, I'm less convinced that they had a chance now than I, than I was before the, the start of, of the week. Um, yes, controversial team selection made by the Lions. They've dropped players who, who should absolutely be playing on Saturday. Um, the All Blacks have, have reshuffled their battle line a little bit through, through injury and don't look any less dangerous. Um, so, no. Uh, I don't think there's any chance of of the Lions equaling it on, on Saturday. OK, we, we should just um, make clear what the changes to the team are if um, if anyone's n- not been made aware of it by now. Uh, for the Lions, the, the major change is um, at uh, 10 and 12. Ben Teo has been dropped. Johnny Sexton's coming. Sexton will play 10 and Farrell will move out to 12. Um, in the uh, pack, 
Um, it was always clear that Mario Itoje was going to come in. Uh, but I think the consensus was that he would come in for Alan Wynn, who had a pretty average game on Saturday. But uh, Alan Wynn stays, George Cruz goes completely out of the 23 and Courtney Lords comes in. Uh, in the back row is a change I think that people were, were expecting and, and, and hoping for, really, um, uh, which is uh, Sam Warburton in for Peter and Mahoney, so Warburton will wear six. Um, the, the bench is interesting as well, isn't it? We've got uh, CJ Stander, Jack Nowell and Courtney Laws on the bench who all played... Well, CJ Stander now played a, a whole game on Tuesday. Um, uh, Courtney Laws played 53 minutes. Um, so that's not very clever, is it, Steve? It, it didn't. The, the forward planning didn't seem to be very good. It's almost like they, you know, but when you pick, when they pick the team to play the Hurricanes, it's obviously you're obviously thinking of the Test team. But it looks like they they sort of changed their minds as the week's gone on. So that that is odd. Um, I certainly think Standard is fortunate, uh, and but I would have liked to see Courtney not play at all against the Hurricanes and start this week. But on the other hand, um, I think there's bigger issues than that. I'm absolutely staggered by two things. One, that they've gone with two fly halves, which I've never liked. Um, uh, and, and the ancillary track is that Tia was much better than people think. Uh, we, we forget that uh, Sonny Bill Williams uh, carried the ball 12 times and only offloaded twice. If you notice that Jonathan Davis pinces in on him deliberately every time, only managed to get two offloads away. I thought Tio came on a, a lot last week and he, like the rest of the team, in my opinion, deserved the chance, having played together once, to go and put it put it into, uh, you know, to put the teamwork in, in, into better use. I think I'm staggered that they they, they, they dropped Tio. Don't follow that at all. And um, in the second row, I'm also staggered that they left out Cruz for Alan Wynn because uh, Cruz has been penalised, in my opinion, for having one bad game. So I just do not fathom where they gone where they gone with this test team. This is this is a, a podcast where we like to have lively debate and disagreement. Um, but I'm one. I'm looking around at uh, my friends in this room, wondering who's going to disagree with Steve on that front. Because uh, rather boringly, I'm, I slightly concur with him. Um, uh, is someone please uh, oppose the opinions? Well. I'm intrigued and uh, by the midfield selection, and I am a big Johnny Sexton fan, so I'm going to go against Steve. If only, man. <laughs> if only, in, only because uh, you wrote his book. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the selection is a vote for uh, Lions' test experience as much as anything else by bringing Warburton and Sexton into the into the middle five, the executive of the team, if you like. There's now nine guys in the team who who played uh, test the test series in Australia four years ago and um, I think it's a case of trying to get your your game managers and your ex- most experienced guys onto the pitch it is a complete roll of the dice I think by, by Gatland who I can't remember the last time he's picked a sort of a, a second 5-8 type distributor at inside centre he's always had a had a bosher there in living memory almost but I think he may just have looked at two things first of all the, the weather forecast and having having three of the world's best tactical kickers on the team against a back three, which isn't necessarily the most secure uh, under the high ball or the ball put in behind them on a wet night uh, is something that the Lions can use. But I also think that the Lions would probably have been a bit surprised by the number of times that they cut the All Blacks open in just an open play, not necessarily off set, set piece attack. And suddenly they have, they have two really good passers and, and they have the guy who's perhaps one of the most impressive backs on the pitch in Auckland, who's Jonathan Davis. And they have runners 
that, that can be put through holes. And it's, um, it is, it is a, a risk that's being taken. But the other thing about the defence that Steve mentioned is that how many times have you, have you gone to a test match where people are saying, oh, they're such and such one team is going to be done in the scrum or such and such looks very vulnerable at inside centre against their big inside centre and it doesn't happen uh, I think what Gatland has done is he's backed uh, this selection to prevent quick ball uh, which is what, what the, the All Blacks thrived on last week and in that situation Sonny Bill suddenly isn't such a big threat if he's not getting quick ball Sorry, I, I, I disagree with Peter, disagreed with me, because last week the whole theme was the Lions were out-physicaled. Warren's theme for the first four days this week was they must go in and smash them, and uh, they picked a team that can't do that, and uh, looks dangerously, dangerously close tactically to what Wales tried to do last year, and and uh, and take them on at their own game, which is absolute sporting suicide. Secondly, if we're going to pick... Uh, people whose books we did, then I will be going for Jerry Guscott in the centre, Brian Moore at hooker, and Mickey Burton on the tight head. <laughs> um, I, just, I would just add that we talk about forward planning. If we rewind to the squad announcement in Simon Park, I asked Warren Gatlin specifically whether he's bringing Sexton and Farrell on tour as rivals for the 10 jersey or to, to work for six weeks as a combination heading into the Test Series. And he was pretty clear then, saying they were both coming on tour as fly halves. We've had eight matches now. They haven't started together once, and they've played 50-odd minutes when Sexton had to come on early in one game and 20 minutes into the first test. Um, so, as Peter says, it's a gamble because he hasn't even tried it properly. He hasn't set out uh, a game plan to be based around them all tour. Uh, so, in that sense, he, he knows what he thinks is coming, but, but it is a gamble because he, he doesn't know how well they'll work together. I think I think Alex has got, got it right there. In that, is it to what extent is this decision a, uh, an acknowledgement of failure of planning previously on the tour? If you, as Alex says, if you're going to play this exciting uh, formula, then you have to work on it a week by week. Lions tours are, are short things. You you you, ha- you have a short period of time to formulate your best plan, and to get to the second test and change everything you've been working on it just seems to me to. Uh, to be faulty from the start. Yeah, they're all Lions tours are also about happy accidents and things like that. It is very much thinking on the move, correct? Uh, and it is a, it is a big risk, and it will be used as a stick to beat Warren Gatland if it doesn't work. But um, I can understand where he's coming from in terms of I can imagine. Well, my, I'm, I'm only imagining and guessing this, but I'm wondering if his support staff are the guys who are, who've been pushing him in this direction. That uh, Andy Farrell certainly knows that, that um, his his own son and Johnny Sexton understand the defensive system well enough, and that Rob Howley sees the the attacking possibilities. And I think they also look they look back to to an opportunity that was missed early in the second half in the first test when Teo didn't spot the three on two and didn't take it and. Um, he, he certainly brought that into the, uh, the uh, press conferences a couple of times this week as if, as if in justification for dropping mm. Teo. I think this, this podcast has a new dedication. This is a podcast dedicated to Peter O'Reilly. Because <laughs> he has sat here and he's almost persuaded us that the Lions, <laughs> that the Lions have a good team and might win on Saturday. Well, he may have almost persuaded you. 
He's not almost persuaded me yet. But, uh, still anti and um, still anti the second row and uh, anti the bench. So um, I've lost it a little bit. Of the, I can usually see what Warren's where he's going. I mean, if I disagree this time, I don't know where, where the heck they're going. Let's talk about the the, um, the changes at lock. In my opinion, if you were to rate the the, the locks on this tour by form. You'd have Marrow and Courtney as as one and two, May, maybe in Henderson one, two, and three, or, or level par. Then George Cruz and and Alan Wynn Bottom. Uh, that's not to say uh, Alan Wynn had a poor test, but but as a group they've been a very high performing group. But yet he's got Alan Alan Wynn in there. He hasn't got Courtney starting for for where well, he played fifty five minutes, whatever on on uh, Tuesday. So that to me is is. A, a very peculiar uh, selection. Well, I mentioned earlier on that you know he had upped the number of um, of lines with test experience from the previous tour. And He's just going again. It's just no, no. I love it. It's another major, major point. But, uh, but uh, you know, Alan Wynn falls into that that category as well, and it's a major investment of faith from Gatland in a warrior that he has knows has delivered for him in the past, and. Um, it's it's a it's I think it's it's the sort of thing that he did. It's a little bit like picking Jonathan Davis in in Sydney, you know, four years ago, in that it's gonna it's gonna leave him open to accusations of Welsh bias. And again, if it doesn't work, if there's if there's a defeat, it would leave it'll be another stick for the, to beat him with. But um, if I was going, if I was a coach going into a game, you could argue on, on which his reputation depends. Uh, I would go for people who delivered for me before, and that's that's what he's done. Sorry, is that too cogent? No, I, I thought that was really good. I, I only want Pete to talk from now on. <laughs> Pete, this is now your podcast. Let Alex make that point again. That was good. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what I was going to say. I think that's a cracker. I think um, that uh, it, it, we, 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 we're so we are very short term. Don't forget that he was the, Alan Wynn was the man of the match in the really good win over the Crusaders. He was absolutely superb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm sorry, uh, George Cruz is the line-out leader of this team. He's a very underrated forward. One bad game, even at this stage, shouldn't shouldn't get lose your Test place. But it, one bad game, or what, sorry, one tenth of a bad game has lost Tio a place. I do not get it. I really don't. And um, it, 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 they've taken line-out man away. And the other thing is, uh, Courtney laws at this level, and to do what they want to do is not powerful enough. I would have played played him at six to give him an extra lineout option because O'Mahony uh, didn't have a great game last week, but he was a lineout option. That's where I would have picked Courtney, which is effectively where he where he plays for England. By dropping George Cruz and Peter O'Mahony, they've actually lost two of the prime lineout leaders in in European rugby. Yeah. Uh, in order to to strengthen their their combativeness at the at the breakdown, but selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing. However, you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The lineup went really well last week. Um, they, they nicked four off the All Blacks. The All Blacks say that was partly because of their own mistakes rather than, than George Cruz reading it. But I, I'm, I'm with... With Steve on, on Cruz, he, the, the one concern I have about about him is I wonder whether the All Blacks have slightly identified a weakness in his carrying because they they seem to be stripping him. They, they did it in the week and they did it last weekend. I think that's a good point. I'm, um, I'm with you there. But I I just think that Cruz and Itoji have with, with Jamie George throwing in that line out is especially on a wet night if if that's what's going to come is a it, it would be a really important platform with Conor Murray and. I sexed in behind to, to to direct the team around. Um, I'm really surprised that the Cruz has gone. Um, I can understand the leadership argument for Alan Wynn, but but quite why um, quite why Mario Itoji wasn't starting last weekend. I don't know, and he ha- he had to start. So Alan Wynn for me would have been the one to go because um, you need that lineout experience. I want to go, go with the coach. I, I, as Steve said, I, on the whole, I'm a, a Gatlin fan, but. So, to what extent do do we think that um, the team that has been selected is uh, is completely the conviction of the coach that he believes completely utterly what he's done versus a I'm pretty desperate here and I'm going to try something else because I have to. Peter said lines tours are um, uh, they they're kind of they do travel in the in the in the sporting mind. So, uh, but but last week he had an utter conviction. You would have hoped that his team was correct, but he can't he can't have an utter conviction this week. This team's correct because it's a different team. I think he's trying different things, but I'm sorry well, at this stage. Team, team spirit and, and, and togetherness is so important and to make changes now this team is actually almost starting from scratch it's never played together before in the key position so again I mean let's just deal with what Peter said he's quite right about accusations of Welsh bias well if anyone's ever been on a Lions tour and experienced how bl- bloody difficult it is and how hard it is the idea that any coach with his reputation and the, and the value of the lines on the line would ever pick someone because of a nationality is sheer absolute total indescribable rubbish <laughs> uh, and I almost use another word, word then but um, so that's not why he's made any selection and in fact not why any line selection since 1980 the 1980s has been made on those lines but he can't be convinced about the team last week and this week. One of them he can't be convinced about. I mean, he's showing signs of, of vacillation, of, of, of weakness in the last few weeks, I suppose of being human. You'd have to say that's uh, one of his more attractive traits is that um, he makes mistakes and he changes his mind. Uh, he seems to have 
changed his mind about uh, the guys that he flew in, you know, the Geography Six uh, who, who have been spoken about so much. And again, by uh, almost bowing to public pressure not to use them when we were on, in the Tuesday game uh, against the Hurricanes, he's left himself open uh, for more criticism. Um, but I, I think it's, I think it's almost a, I can understand exactly where he's coming from, but when you then lose a game, or sorry, not lose a game, you don't win a game, you draw the game against the Hurricanes, uh, it looks like weakness, and that's, uh, that's an issue for him. Eddie Jones is in town this week, and just talking about making mistakes and learning from them, he, he's managed to make, uh, turn into an art form, really, of, of using the mistakes he, he's made as, a, as a, turning it back on to, to becoming a strength. And A year ago in Australia, he, he picked two teams out of three, and had, and, and had pulled off a player within half an hour. Yeah. And it ended up looking like a strong leadership decision, um, accepting that the, the decision he made was wrong and actually ended up using it uh, to almost strengthen his position and his authority as coach. So you, just because you made a mistake doesn't mean it, it weakens your position, but you, can, you have to be uh, proactive in the way you then react to it. Yeah, the the ability to acknowledge your your mistake is is a, a strength, isn't it? That's that's a brave thing to do. But for the purposes of this team, he's uh, he had two options. One was to build on the foundations of what he thought was right the, the first time, or to admit that he was wrong and start again. So it's just one of those days where he's either proved fantastically right, uh, or um, his mistake was to change rather than to stick. The other point I wonder about is they were so obviously outcoached last week. Um, the plan they went in with and, and all the, the the talk in the, in the build-up to the test match about the way that Lions were going to play um, high-press defence, kicking, etc., with the big surprise being the willingness to, to run it a bit more than perhaps people thought. Wayne Smith, I, I expect it's Wayne Smith because he's an incredible tactician, uh, but the All Blacks coaching team saw straight through it and my slight concern about the Lions this week is that they're they're almost trying to chase what what the All Blacks are doing and the All Blacks will move it on next week well that, yeah I, I would have been afraid of that happening except for the the forecast if the forecast is accurate I think the All Blacks will be happy to do more of the same maybe with some sort of little twist here and there but the, the, the weather conditions may prevent them from going wide which I think is what you mean that they might have changed the point of attack attack, attack off 10 more that may be a little bit more difficult uh, if, if the conditions are going to be as bad as people are saying. Uh, it's already been mentioned, Tuesday night at the Westpac Stadium, uh, the Lions drew 31-all with the Hurricanes. Um, it was a so-so game with an exciting finish, um, but most people were talking afterwards about the Geography Six. We're now going to have our last comment on the Geography Six. They were the six players brought in from uh, Wales and, and um, Scotland, uh, they weren't the best next up. They were the most available next up. That's why they were here. And Warren Gatland barely used them at all. They only came off the bench um, for HIAs. Mm-hmm. And a uh, Simbin. And a, and a Simbin. Um, so why were they here? What was the point? Was it a success? Steve, you were a, um, a, a, good, a great stern defender this time last week when they were brought in, when they were being so heavily criticised. Do you still stand by that? 
Totally. They, 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 I would totally defend, defend the ones who were brought in and why they were brought in. But what I never re- realised was that these guys on the replacements bench would not be used as replacements, which was terrible. And you, you, you speak up to all the some of the fans who were around, there's tens of thousands of them. They would have loved to see the Lions win. It might be their only chance. And they were furious, and I was furious as well. You, there, there were six fresh people who could have come on when the Lions were two scores up, brought them in easily, stopped uh, the Hurricanes being a bunch of cocky sods, which they are, and uh, and and they've missed the chance to keep the tour going with, 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 with a non-test victory, and we all know how important they are. Absolutely unfathomable. Yeah, like I mentioned earlier on, I, I felt a degree of sympathy um, for Gatland when he, when he was asked at the press conference asked afterwards about why he did it, because he showed... Humanity, but he's not really, and that's not really the business that he's in. Being this sort of slightly flawed Shakespearean character, he he's he's paid uh, the big bucks to get the decisions right. He made the decision. He thought about it a bit too much. He got, I think, he took all the stuff on on social media personally, and in the end, it was a dog's dinner. You have the situation where Thomas Francis is kind of at the side of the stage poking his head around the, the curtain and then it's he's terrible, thinking, wasn't it? terrible. just looked awful and the, the optics involved um, were awful if they you know if they go ahead and they, they win the, the Lions win the second test and drag something from the series it'll become uh, a very minor story involved but if, if it turns out with the Lions losing it'll be again it'll be used as something to, to, uh, to beat him with and I think that's fair enough he, he dithered and changed his mind and it looks terrible I think it's also counterproductive. I disagree with Steve in that I felt that, that the Lions should have called up on merit. They could have done it the day after the first Argentina test, for example, and brought out the next best in, uh, English players um, and, and picked on merit. And not that they should all have been English, but uh, a few of them definitely would have been. Um, but it was counterproductive because they were here to protect the test team. And as we discussed at the start of the podcast, there are players on the bench on Saturday who played way, way, much, way too much rugby this week. Stander and Noel played the whole game and... And Courtney was involved, and um, and they wouldn't have had to play uh, certainly eighty minutes, perhaps not even at all, if uh, Gatland had been in a position where he could have used the bench and used the players he'd brought in. He decided he couldn't use them, so actually they were here to protect the, the Test squad, and they they didn't do it. Yeah, if there's an early injury um, on Saturday, Stander or, or um, uh, Courtney Laws have to play more than an hour or something, then they're 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 already X points down, aren't they? They've, hmm. Um, okay, so um, we don't think that Warren was very clever on that front. Uh, let's just um, wrap up on the second test. We, how clever has Warren been? Do we? Can, can we summon up a, a reason why uh, the Lions will win? Uh, do we think the Lions will win? Let's go around the, the, the panel, Steve. Well, I, I did think, as I said last week, I thought they could because I thought they were going to have an f- incredible physical intensity, big pack, big back row. Uh, uh, big, big midfield, but they haven't got any of those things, and uh, it's very, very, very difficult to see any way that they can win. It really is. It's in the realms of ten to one shot, maybe twenty to one shot. It's. Uh, I think it's incredible to to think that. What are we? We're forty eight hours away from a test match, and the actual team only found out. What, you know, who was in and who was out a few hours ago um, it's just it's it's an impossible situation for a team going in against the All Blacks they need so many things to go well for them and so many things to go badly for the All Blacks and they, they're not very good at doing things badly if you know what I mean 
Yeah, I can't disagree with any of that. I think if you're asking for well, where's the biggest hope lie, it's probably, as Peter was saying earlier, in the, in the skies, that if it rains a deluge um, and, and the Lions have, have three of the of the best tactical kickers, as, as Peter described earlier, then then maybe. But that's a, that's a long, long shot. Thanks, boys. That's really cheerful. On, on that bright note, um, let's... You'll give us your opinion. Well, whenever this happens, I have to... If, it, if it's three people have gone for New Zealand, I'm obliged to go for the Lions, aren't I? Yeah, yeah OK. I, I, am, I am going to back the Lions, as I did last no, week. It's... Yeah, uh, but not this week. They'll win next week. You said that last week. I know. I'm going to say it, the, I'm going to say it next week as well. Right. I'll back them in four years' time. We're in Wellington. Wellington has become my favourite Kiwi city, which I wasn't expecting. Uh, highlights of our week in Wellington... Uh, now I'm going to introduce Alex Lowe because we have the same highlight. It was a, it was it was a lovely moment for for us to share, wasn't it, Alex? It was teammates at the times and teammates on the football pitch. Um, the New Zealand Rugby Union organised uh, five side competition for the media and football, 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 and we, um, Sotty and I and a couple of others teamed up and managed to defeat the Lions media team five one, which was um, yeah probably most people's highlight of the tour. Do you want to describe your bicycle kick with which we which we won that particular game? Bicycle kicks. It was outside outside the right foot into the far corner. Uh, he's just been very modest, very modest. Uh, if I remember right, now, outs- outstanding player Alex Lowe. I don't know what he's doing in foot in rugby writing when he could be out there earning a bigger living somewhere else. Uh, Pete. Um, well, I had a really enjoyable. I think it was Monday. It was a beautiful. Winter's Day in Wellington. I took the cable car up to the Botanic Garden, did my Mother Nature's Sun thing, walked back down through Bolton, Bolton Street Cemetery. Just got a feel for the place, like walking around Cuba Street. We had a lovely meal there, uh, kind of in an Argentinian cantina, which Stuart Barnes found. Uh, there's a nice sort of bohemian feel to, to parts of uh, the city. Um, so it's not just all about rugby. Uh, and uh, I think it is. I think you're right. It's a, it's a, it's a cool city. If there's a bohemian feel to large parts of the city, God help Bohemia, that's all I can say. <laughs> um, I wouldn't want to live there. I, I did uh, go to uh, an exhibition myself in the local museum of the, the, the best writing of Gregor McGonagall, <laughs> the, uh, the local uh, the New Zealand rugby writer. And uh, it was t- tremendous. It was uh, nine, nine, uh, nine words long. And... Uh, it was it, it was magical. There was a huge attendance. Well, actually, it was just me. But the uh, Gregor McGonagall uh, Museum, uh, sponsored by the New Zealand Herald. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, was really, was a tremendous read. And also, um, the New Zealand Hells absolutely brilliant graphics where they did a, a, a graphic of Warren Gatland as a clown. I mean, it really is the epitome of uh, journalism, uh, graphic uh, brilliance, and uh, global rubbish. 
Thank you very much for listening to The Ruck uh, too late till the second test. We hope, uh, well, we will be back next week and we hope to be thrilling you with our views on The Decider in Auckland next week. Uh, stick with us. One more week to go. I just remember what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, what was it? <laughs> <laughs>